Hello and welcome to OperaCast, Cardiff Singer of the World special. This is the third of our daily episodes covering this year's Cardiff Singer of the World competition. My name is David Ward and I'm joined to review Heat 3 by the conductor making his pod debut. It's Chris Pelly. Hello, Chris. Hi, David. <laughs> You've got a wonderful radio voice coming on there. <laughs> Why, thank you very much. <laughs> Why, thank you very much. Um, so we've just enjoyed Heat 3. Uh, as with the previous episodes, we'll start by handing over to Dame Curry to announce the winner. So now, well, another difficult evening for our wonderful judges, and we're very grateful that they make such choices so quickly. Uh, sometimes it, it lags on, but I won't delay. Andre Kimach. So it was the baritone Andre Kimich from the Ukraine who won this evening's heat. Um, it was really interesting that just before Kiri spoke, David Poutney came on stage and said, oh, I think we all know who's won this evening. And we were going, yeah, Katie Bray. Yeah. Um, and then she came out with, with, with Andre. Um, not to say he wasn't great, but it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, I think we were all a bit surprised by that. Again, he he was fantastic and definitely a, a worthy winner. But I think we enjoyed Katie's uh, overall performance a little bit more than than his possibly just from the variety of, of repertoire that she chose and, and what she brought to it. Yeah, I mean, I think Andre, we, we had this conversation yesterday about the South Korean. And Andre gave us kind of this 50 years of music. He could do very well, sturdy, powerful, romantic baritone. Um, but for, I think for, for us, I think we're agreed it was Katie's variety that seemed to really win the day. And actually just her connection with the audience. Again, Andre, I suppose those characters are difficult, you know. Um, very again those kind of sturdy romantic baritone roles it's it, it's difficult to get too much sort of that kind of intimate connection with the audience that Katie could, could bring yeah and I think her her um, choice of repertoire with with uh, doing the the Threepenny Opera was a um, a great idea because it, it gave her that kind of slightly different angle to approach things from and it was you know it was really interesting to see it was it was uh, different to anything else that we we saw this evening yeah, it w- might have been nice to see Andre come out of his comfort zone, perhaps. But let's come back onto him a bit later. We we kicked off the evening uh, with the Argentinian mezzo Guadalupe Barrientos, um, and she actually started with the song that also finished the the night as well, uh, Verdi's Ballo. Um, from the start, it was clear she was a performer, um, very demonstrative. Um, you know, kind of engaging because of it. But for me, it was it was very much kind of affected acting yeah it was i mean it was full throttle from the start (laughs) and that was it was really impressive and actually seeing the same aria performed at the end of the night was very interesting because she performed it in a very different way and they both had their strengths but i think although i agree that she was you know there was an element of kind of it, it was possibly a little bit over the top it was really engaging and it really brought you in yeah, and I think we said yesterday, what's great about these competitions is just this evening we've had three mezzos, all very different, um, and really brought home by the fact that, yes, the first and the last also kind of did the same piece as well. You kind of had that direct comparison. Um, I think for me what was really impressive about her vocally was was the bottom of the range was was, um, was really good. Um, yes, uh, particularly I was hugely impressed by her um, bottom C at the end of that, that Verdi. <laughs> uh, that came out of nowhere for me. Uh, when she When she sang that note, I was just... I was gobsmacked. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, really nice bottom of the range, really crucial, especially in that that the Verdi piece. Um, we then went on to the the Samson, the 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 Sanson. Um, for me, it, it dragged on a wee bit few to me liberties with the with the yeah, tempo in that yeah, one. Yeah, we were exchanging glances. It was it was a, <laughs> it was a it was yes, a little bit kind of <laughs> on the slow side. She again, she really committed to the character and and uh, and and the style. You know, she really sold it. Um, and, and and she went for it completely, but I, yeah, I think it could have been just that little bit more upbeat. Yeah, we we finished with the uh, the Valkyra, the Wagner, and um, for me, actually, that was the most successful piece. It I'd agree. Yeah. Really balanced nicely that kind of big, powerful sound, the power performance that that goes with it as well. Um, you know, there were kind of some phrases and what I didn't think quite worked, but actually, that seemed to kind of fit her naturally how she likes to kind of portray herself very very well yes definitely she wagner especially the ring you know it's all about really big over the top uh emotions and so you know her acting chops really did wonders in that in that aria yeah so it was it was a it was a good start i think we were were, were quite sure that someone would be able to better it at some point um that evening but it was a competent start we, we moved on to the the tenor um owen metzling from south africa um now, I don't know about you, Chris, but for me, all of this was kind of clouded in the fact that I, I knew he used to be a baritone. Now, maybe my perception would have changed if I didn't know that. Um, but throughout the whole thing, I was thinking, I, I don't think you're quite in the tenor. Uh, kind of, kind of yeah. mold quite yet. And, and I think um, there was a comment made by, by one of the presenters. Uh, um, I can't remember who it was now, but that uh, he probably didn't have Otello under his belt just yet but in 10 years or so he might i think that's very apt uh, but even in the beethoven that he started with at first i was i was deeply uh, you know i was hugely impressed um uh, but then when he got into the allegro and and he got to the final sort of climactic moment of the aria where it really climbs up into the upper register mm. he did start to struggle and it did sound you know he did sound more baritone yeah for me that he started with the the, the fidelio um, a, a wee bit all over the place. It's just that the the running theme throughout all of these is that when we needed those big moments to come off, um, as much tenor writing is, it relies on the big high notes that in order yeah. to be kind of climax these pieces, it just wasn't there. Yeah. And if you can't if you can't get those kind of final moments right, the whole thing just completely mm. deflates. And I think he he had a slight tendency to just kind of drop off at the end of phrases as well, which might be kind of owing to him having to work a bit harder. Uh, due to the range that he's singing in, um, and with that affected. Although the Donatetti was his best performance, it it, it affected him in, in particularly in the cadenzas, where there was just no sense of flow because he would finish one phrase and just come to a dead stop, <laughs> and then the next phrase would start, and he'd have to kind of start. It's like when you're on your bike and you have to stop at the lights, and then you have <laughs> to start again, and then oh, again. there's another set of lights. It was you know there was no sense of flow for me because of how hard he was having to work. Yeah, I, I think as well. Again, I don't know if it was it was nerves or whatnot, but he he didn't really actually kind of seem to be. I think actually towards the end it got a lot better, but really actually kind of sell themselves in in into the pieces. Um, after the Fidelio, we moved on to the uh, Lucia, the Donizetti, um, and I think actually this with the Verdi Otello as well. There was some nice attack in there, some some nice kind of you know, kind of those classic Italian sort of touches. Um, but again, as you said, that momentum. It just wasn't wasn't sustained. Yeah. I, mean, I actually thought his final piece, the the Otello, was actually the the best. I think clearly he likes this Italian repertoire, you know, attacks it well. Um, but ultimately, you know, so much about opera is having 
all of the all of the bits of the technique, everything that you can call upon if you want to. Yeah. Um, and for me, he just hasn't got the tools in the toolbox that's, to do what it. he wants. Yeah, there was a lack of variety, really. Uh, it was all kind of fairly one level. And that meant that the bigger moments, although he was he was giving a lot in the bigger moments, he wasn't contrasting that with a kind of softer colour, mm-hmm. you know, a lighter mm-hmm. tone at other times. That meant that it was less effective. Yeah. So m- maybe in 10 years time once he settled into the to the new register but for me it just wasn't it wasn't hitting the mm. the note he was literally hitting the notes but in the, yeah. as a whole performance it, it, it certainly wasn't there um and that was really kind of brought to the fore when we had the next competitor that was the english entrant katie bray the the mezzo who gave us a really varied program and actually i thought okay there was some some um highlights and some pieces that didn't work quite so well within this mm. but overall she delivered us a, f- a fantastic package. We started with the Carabino. Um, yeah, she scored big points with me straight off the bat because this is one of my favourite arias. Well, it can go either way, can't it? If someone gives you your favourite aria and they do it well, many points. Yeah. If they give you a favourite aria and you're constantly thinking of yeah. someone else's performance, then they're not so much. Well, that was it, but it was so energetic and full of life. And, yeah. and, and again, yeah. the character was so believable, that, that sense of kind of burning passion ming- mingled with, with sort of confusion and you know adolescent confusion mm-hmm. i really felt that she she understood that character and she sold it well yeah and i think in contrast to, to guadalupe our first performer whilst they both for want of a better term kind of really acted it out were really performative for katie yeah. it felt much more natural yeah yeah definitely um i thought the carabino was was fantastic really characterful singing as well as the the performance great flexibility mm-hmm. a super star and i think actually really nicely created program and a great way to to start it yeah uh, we moved on to uh, the the Albert Herring, the Briton. Um, again, I think very good. Uh, an interesting choice. I think for me, this is probably about going, here's the lower part of my range. Yes. Have, have a listen to that. Um, but something that calmed us down after the Figaro. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it was a, a necessary moment of sort of calm in between the, the Figaro and, and the um, handle that followed it. Um, I think th- this, the, the Briton and the Kurt Vial that she finished with were both very interesting, quite bold choices actually because the 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 britain you know it's not a kind of big showpiece that you might think of as a standard sort of competition choice mm. but actually as you say you know it showed off a side of her voice that that we weren't hearing and it was uh, a kind of again it was it was something different to the rest of the repertoire that we we heard this evening and so i think you know that scored her some points there it, it was it was interesting to see to see that variety. Yeah, I think putting together these competition programs is so interesting. Again, do you go for just here are three pieces I can do really well, but they're all the same? Do you try and give great variety? Actually, how within that program do you um, kind of put in that contrast and how do you pace yourself across it as mm. well? And again, for me, why this program was so great was it's let's have a firecracker start. Yeah. Let's show you something different, but kind of just slow it down. Let's take a breather almost before I launch into... The big third piece she did, the the Hercules, um, sadly not the the nineties Disney musical, but the the Handel um, oratorio, <laughs> which was a a, a big showpiece, yeah. bravo performance. Yeah, no, she had, you know, she had that that large kind of work to to anchor her her set, um, but it was it was balanced nicely by these kind of shorter um, shorter pieces on either side, um, and I did feel. You know, for example, with the the uh, the Sanson that we had Guadalupe uh, singing, you know, it's a very long aria, and it, and she paired it with two other very quite long 
quite heavy arias. You know, I, I really enjoyed the the, the structure of, of Katie's program as well as the performance of it. Yeah, and I think you know we have to bear in mind these practical considerations. As you know, as we said yesterday, as much as we like the idea that these are the greatest singers they can find, you know, we want them to just bring their best pieces. As someone who's listening to it, and I think as someone who's judging it as well, you know, if if you as a singer can take people on sort of a an emotional and kind of performative journey in your 20 minute set actually people are going to judge that better than if you find your attention waning <laughs> yeah and and i think it's you know you would expect somebody who who is going to win you know cardiff singer of the world to be able to 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 have many strings to their bow you know it's all well and good say you know i'm i'm the best at singing you know weighty italian opera arias but okay can you do anything else <laughs> what else you got yeah. yeah um well what did you make to, to katie's hercules for me it was a a, a tremendous effort um that sounds to downplay a bit it was it, <laughs> it, 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 it was it was great um but that was really pushing the boat out you know didn't quite hit the heights of some, yeah. of, the, some of the other stuff but it was great to really kind of throw herself into it yeah this could be where she where in the where in the judge's eyes where she lost out because it was I, the, I do wonder yeah. it was the, the really the kind of only you know big weighty um aria that she was doing and, and i agree she didn't quite get uh quite achieve it in, to the same level as she did the rest of her program some of the runs you know although she was you know she did, clearly has fantastic agility some of the runs were just a little bit less secure less accurate perhaps a little bit masked by quite wide vibrato, which is perhaps, you know, stylistically not the best choice. Yeah, a, a personal choice. It's not my personal favourite for this sort of thing. But... Yeah, and it, I noted as well that it, it contrasted quite quite significantly with the, the tone that the orchestra were, were producing, which was a very traditional dry yeah, Baroque that's very true. sound. Yeah. And I wondered, you know, whether, you know, you can, you can perform uh, Handel in a modern way, you know, with vibrato in a kind of more romantic way. But you all need to do that. You know, the orchestra needs to do that as well. And I wonder whether in rehearsal more attention could have been paid to the kind of unity between uh, between the singer and the orchestra. Mm. There's a question there as to whose responsibility that is, I True. suppose. Yes. And it'd be yeah. really interesting to kind of see some of these rehearsals and actually what... I don't know how much give and, give and take there is between conductor and singer. Is singer, this is absolutely how I want to do it. This is absolutely the the tempo marking I want, yeah. you know. Well, I would hope in a competition context, you know, if I were to conduct an orchestra for a competition, I would definitely defer to the singer in that way because the orchestra is not the one being judged, you know. Well, it, you know, it's, that's in contrast to if I were to be conducting a production of, of Hercules and a singer were to come to me with that style, I would aim to try and coach them to more <laughs> of a sort of style that I would want to hear in the performance uh, but yes, I agree. It would be interesting to 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 see behind the sort of behind the curtain there. Yeah, yeah, and how they kind of make these decisions. Um, she finished, as you said, with the, the Kurt Wilder, the the Threepenny Opera. Um, I thought it was a wonderful song choice. A great a great way to end. Again, showed off her acting chops, um, but also again the the tone of the voice, which is so so wonderful, um, and just a completely compelling kind of four minute song from from beginning to end yeah it was really compelling and a really interesting choice and and, th- and she brought a huge amount of variety to it as well um i wondered uh, when she started because she'd chosen to do um two english arias or two arias in english um and and the figaro which is you know quite 
quick Italian, so you sort of you can get through all the text quite quickly. I wondered whether actually she might have a sort of um, slight weakness in terms of the, the the language and whether she might be good in English but not so good in other languages. But actually, I couldn't fault her German at all, and she even delivered some of the lines mm. um, purely spoken, yeah. and and it was uh, you know completely convincing. Yeah, I suppose if we didn't have anything, this we didn't have that sort of very lyrical sort of song, did we? We had these very strong character pieces, the Carabino, the, the Kurt Vile, the Britain Albert Herring is... You know, we, we, did, we didn't have that yeah. sort of, you know, yeah, kind of just... Yeah, it's more recitativo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's true, and that is something we definitely did have from all the other competitors this evening. Yeah, yeah. the big kind of lyrical number. But, look, I, I can find very little fault with, with, with Katie's programme of performance. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but we then moved on to, well, in, in kind of the words of David Poutney, kind of the, the winner we apparently all knew it was going to, to be, Andrei Kimak from the Ukraine, the baritone. Um, as we said earlier, look, I, man, I, I can't really say any, anything about the, the singing at all. It was, it was fantastic. He just gave us three of exactly the same things. Beautiful baritone uh, tone, wonderful across the range, very polished performances. Um I, I, but you know, the, 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 we started with the Massenet, we then had the Tchaikovsky, and ended up with the Verdi. It's very little for me to kind of pick apart the three performances. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. It was it, there was just something lacking that to sort of engage or inspire you in the way that I felt there was. Not just in you know we were going on about Katie, but all the other, or you know, several of the others, um, Guadalupe to begin with, you know, really really drew you in to what they were doing. And I, yeah, I, I didn't quite get that in the same way um, from his performance. Although, as you say, you know, tone-wise and uh, kind of technique-wise, you can't fault him. Yeah, and, and again, there's always a a problem, and one of the reasons why you know I'm not I'm not judging competitions is because there's, you've always got to try and separate your personal preferences from kind of that object. Well, as objective as you can be about the the performer, you know, for for me, I. I'm just not particularly inspired by this sort of, mm. you know, r- romantic baritone kind of stuff. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice to a point, but it doesn't well, I... keep me hooked in the way that, you know, that some of the more characterful stuff that the others yeah. are doing. But then again, I wonder how much, you know, it is the Cardiff singer of the world, not the Cardiff actor of the world. So, it, you know, as much as we can say, oh, well, this person was perhaps a better character actor. They gave better characters. Is that necessarily... You know, is that necessarily as relevant in a singing competition? Perhaps you need to kind of separate that as much as singers are, particularly when they're performing opera arias. Singers obviously are actors as well. Mm. Perhaps in a in a, a singing competition, one has to separate those two things mm. out to a certain extent. Yeah, but again, I I can't really fault Andre. He just he just couldn't couldn't grab me as much as as, as um well certainly Katie could. Um, but again, he'll be a very Strong performer for the final three men already through out of three heats um, so far. Was... I think that might be one of the reasons we were gunning for Katie so much. Because <laughs> that was a variety. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but I think the uh, the wild card. You know, even if we have a, a female performer go through tomorrow, may very will be one of the the, the, the women that yeah. we've seen in the it past. It would be nice two to heats. see a woman go through, if only so that there's one competitor who isn't wearing a clip-on bow tie. <laughs> it's a pet peeve of mine. If you're a grown man, you can tie your own bow tie. Yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of talk on you know online about the the sartorial choices, but I know that you have a particular eye for for the the, the male dress. Yes, yeah, I I like a good suit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, we haven't been able to 
to, to, to oh, provide no. in that area. But... <laughs> it was just the ties that were disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we finished with the third Metsa of the evening, Yulia Menevaeva from Russia. Um, Excellent pronunciation there, well done. Thank you very much. You've got to throw yourself into it. That's what yeah. I always... I, I won't be attempting that. That's what I always just... say. Yulia. Yulia. That's fine. Yeah. We started with Samson. Uh, Samson? Samson? Samson. <laughs> Samson by less, Samson. Less, less secure on that. <laughs> I got ahead of myself. Um, she seemed to be getting quite a, a good kind of um, praise online. For me, the whole three pieces again was just a wee bit dull performance-wise. Yeah, it... I... I... I felt she came alive a little bit more in the Verdi, the third piece, but I, I would agree that, that the Sanson and the Borodin, again, very similar yeah. choices. There was no kind of, there was no sort of great allegro to get into, you know, there was, there was no kind of really showy moment. It was, it was all, you know, fairly, um, fairly stayed and, yeah, although, again, obviously, you know, she sang them fantastically well and she did have a, a fabulous instrument. I just felt she could have done a bit more with it. Yeah, especially in the second piece, the the the, the, the Borodin, um, very samey all the way through. And when you've got a song like that that doesn't doesn't give you too many kind of peak and trough moments, mm. if it's not sort of wonderfully crafted and refined, it it just gets a bit yeah. dull. Um and and that's kind of yeah, unfortunately, kind of what I felt from that. I, I agree. Finally, she um, ended with the uh, ballad that we had at the the, the start. Um, certainly didn't quite have the oomph at the bottom that that that, that no, Guadalupe had. No, no bottom C this time. No bottom C this time around. <laughs> but what I did think she she achieved that Guadalupe didn't quite get was the uh, the sense of um, lyricism in in the second section of the aria. Um, when the strings are interjecting with all those furious sort of scale, scalic passages, um, Guadalupe sort of, all her phrases seem to be interrupted and disjointed, whereas Yulia really sang through. And again, I noticed a difference in the way the orchestra were playing as well. So again, it would be interesting to to have some kind of insight into what went on in the rehearsal room for these two, two performances of the same work. You know, how much uh, input the two singers had into the what the orchestra were doing because I felt that they really played accompanied her in a way that that suited her and that I found musically much more enjoyable than uh, than the first performance yeah and certainly there's a, a a beautiful kind of middle to the range a very sort of uh firm kind of chocolatey tone which worked really nicely in that ballet as it was as it was moving through yeah um perhaps a bit thinner towards the top and bottom as you said yeah but, but again I I never felt that we were kind of fully enraptured engaged in 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 the performance from from yulia um so i think unlike the other evenings where we've had real sort of whiz bang finishes we didn't quite get the end of the evening that that we've had especially when we had uh, julian's copeland in uh, and the 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 first heat um so i think this is i think we've probably already kind of uh, made our minds upon this but andre's gone through if one of them is going to be the wild card entrant well, yes, I would definitely like to see Katie. <laughs> we we hope we're not being biased here with it being the English entrant, but I I really do think it would be great to have something like that in the final, which would contrast, yeah. you know, a lot from you know we had the ba- uh, baritone today, we had the bass yesterday, who actually was a was a really great um, uh, performer, Patrick uh, Guetti from the USA. Um, so we will we will see what they. Mm. I could I could see an argument as well for um, Guadalupe. I think. Uh, being the wild card, I, it, it wouldn't be my choice, but I could, I could understand. You know, I could see that argument being made. Yeah, 
we'll we'll see how much they want to kind of favor variety i suppose over the individual um picks that the jury want to make um and it will be tomorrow that we have the final heat of cardiff sing of the world where not only will we find out the fourth person to go through but the wild card will be announced as well and um, we'll be back here tomorrow at the same time where i'll be joined by the soprano lorna james to pick through the final heat uh the final thing to say is thank you very much to chris for for joining us thank you very much we hope to have you back for for future pods um before i leave you a uh, date for the diary reminder monday the 26th of august that's bank holiday monday we'll be doing a live opera cast at our home at chapel fm it's free to attend and we're uh, doing a, a podcast as part of the leeds opera festival with a special festivals themed edition so do put that in the diary monday the 26th of august at 2 p.m at chapel fm to play us out here is the winner of tonight's heat andre kimmick from the ukraine